0: Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the Feast of Christ the King of the Universe. This feast comes at the end of the liturgical year because declaring that Jesus is King of the Universe is the culmination of all of our beliefs. The belief that Jesus Christ is King of the Universe is a paradoxical belief. After all, when we think of kings, we often think of people with a great deal of wealth. We think of men who can exercise great power over others. We think of rulers with great military might prepared to conquer those who oppose them. We think of those who are born into royal families whose members have great wealth and who sit on thrones of gold. But when we say that Jesus Christ is king of the universe, we propose something radically different Rather than putting forth a leader who was born into wealth and under noble circumstances, we put forth an infant who was born in a manger. Rather than putting forth a man of great military might ready to fight on command, we put forth a man whose most loyal followers abandoned him as he was sentenced to death. Rather than putting forth a man who can impose his will on others, we put forth a man whose power was taken away from him as he was mocked, scourged, and crucified. The great paradox of Christianity is that this man, Jesus Christ, whom we declare to be king, is in fact the king not only of a specific land or nation, but of all of the universe. When we declare him king, what we do is we paradoxically reject every other notion of kingship that has ever dawned on the human imagination. You know, contrary to worldly thinking, we claim that kingship is not about pleasure, wealth, status, and power. For we claim that kingship can be seen in Jesus's earthly ministry— and it's most prominently on display during his passion and crucifixion. On the cross, Jesus didn't experience pleasure. Rather, he was experiencing one of the most painful deaths known to humanity. On the cross, Jesus didn't revel in wealth. Rather, he had nothing, as even the garments that he had worn had been stripped from him and handed over to his tormentors. On the cross, he had no earthly status. In fact, he wore a crown of thorns in mockery. And he had no earthly power as he was nailed to the cross, barely even able to move. The crowds seeing Jesus on the cross jeered at him, rejecting and even mocking the the notion that he was a king precisely because his model of kingship didn't meet everyone's expectations. But then we hear in the Gospel today the story of Dismas. Dismas was the thief who was able to see the truth. He was the one who understood that Jesus was, in fact, the true king. And so he became known as the thief who stole heaven, as he asked for the king's pardon and to enter paradise. With the true king. What Dismas realized was that true kingship is not about having great wealth or status. It's not having the ability to impose one's will on others. It's not even about being held in great esteem. Being king is about being of service, it's about devoting one's life for the good of others. Jesus did this through the entirety. Of his life. He did, after all, come into the world not for his own sake and not to condemn the world. Rather, he came into the world to save it. In other words, he was seeking the good of the world. Our second reading informs us of this. this, In this reading, we hear that through him all things are reconciled to God those in heaven and those on earth. And this, of course, is the good news. But this good news demands action on our part. For when we're baptized, we're baptized into Jesus' threefold ministry of priest, prophet, and king. And this means that while Jesus is, in fact, the king of the universe, we're all called to participate in his kingship. So like Jesus, we too are to live our lives for the good of others. This Christian notion of kingship as serving others is a very powerful concept. You know, so powerful is this concept that it's influenced a lot of our thinking and our notions when it comes to leadership. You know, you can think, for example, to the way in which we often refer to our political leaders as public servants. That notion is deeply rooted in the Christian mindset. And yet, it often strikes me that while we often profess this Christian notion of kingship as service, practically speaking, we just give it lip service. That is to say, it often doesn't translate into real practice. After all, despite calling our politicians public servants, we often find them to be more interested in their own power, wealth, status, and pleasure than they are in truly giving their lives for the good of their constituents. In fact, it's very rare that we see politicians who are willing to orient the entirety of their life strictly for the good of their constituents. Yet for those of us who declare Jesus Christ to be king of the universe and who are baptized into his kingship, this is precisely what we need to do. You know, St. Paul famously stated that that he no longer lived for himself, but it was Christ who lived in him. And then St. Paul put those words into action, showing us what they truly mean by giving up wealth and power and status, and instead facing torture and shipwreck and imprisonment. And he did all of that so that people would be brought into a proper relationship with God. You know, again, we can see this same dynamic in the lives of other saints. And you know, we can think of someone like Mother Teresa, who spent so much of her life not seeking accolades for herself, but seeking the good of those who were around her. You know, or perhaps we could look to someone like Maximilian Kolbe, who quite literally gave his life in Auschwitz so that the life of a German man who had a wife and children would be spared. Friends. It's not just these saintly men and women who are called to participate in Christ's kingship in this manner. It's each one of us. We're called to orient our lives in such a way that we're not seeking wealth or pleasure or power or status, but rather we're seeking the good of those around us. When we look around at our world, we can see that the opportunity to embrace this model of kingship is not lacking, and it's up to each one of us to orient our lives for the good of others. And this isn't an easy task, but embracing the cross never is, yet it is feasible. I was recently at a dinner for the Notre Dame Alumni Association, Go Irish, and I heard a rather uplifting story that demonstrates this point. And it happened right here in Baltimore at one of the parishes in the city. There was a 12-year-old girl who recognized the immensity of the homelessness problem here in Baltimore. And she was so moved with compassion that she wanted to help. And so she asked her dad if they could make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and go out and bring them to the homeless people. Her dad was somewhat reluctant, but decided he would do this with her. And soon this became a weekly project that they did. And it wasn't long before this weekly project started to grow beyond this little girl and her dad, and parishioners from the parish heard about this, and started to make this a parish ministry, where they began to serve meals on Fridays. And even that grew beyond the parish, because other churches asked to join in, Protestant churches asked if they could be part of it. And then it grew beyond Christianity as groups of Muslims and Jewish people asked if they could be part of this. And this ministry still continues on to this day. I tell you the story because here's the point. What happened is that this 12-year-old girl had a faith, and that faith gave her concern for others around her, and when she put that faith into action, it wasn't just her, but so many more people who came to help her, who gave witness to Jesus Christ as king of the universe. They did so by showing concern for those around them. Now we too need to find the little areas in our lives where we can put aside our own selfishness and truly seek the good of others. Because when we do that, we reject the notion that kingship is displayed through money, pleasure, status, and power. And instead, we proclaim that the true source of kingship is rooted in the ministry of Jesus Christ, the King of the universe. Brothers and sisters, peace to you and to all who proclaim that Jesus Christ is King.